Welcome, everybody, to another episode of NFL East Podcast. Make sure to follow the podcast on Podbeam, Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, iHeart Music, or wherever you get your podcast. Join our NFL East Facebook group. You can watch every episode of this podcast on YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. That's Rich. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Mr. McDolphin73 and make sure to follow the show on Twitter at East NFL. What's up, Rich? How's it going? How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah tonight's going to be, or today will be a good show. We're going to just do a little bit of news from the East. There's some big injuries in case you haven't heard, um, one involving your Cowboys, but um, some oh, yeah. just do kind of an injury report, a little bit of news from the East. Um, our takeaways from the Thursday night game, um, we'll, we'll cover that. And then, of course, do preview and predictions for this slate of our week three NFL East teams. How does that sound? Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds cool. Good. Um, first, I wanted to start off, though, by giving you a chance. Um, I know that you were able to watch uh, NFL boy Brandon and me did a show on Wednesday um, evening, and we did uh, – uh, our opinions on where these teams are at uh, two weeks into the season. Um, I w- and I wanted your opinion on your Cowboys. Where do you think they're at? Um, they're definitely at the at the top of their game and at the top of the NFC, possibly even all of the NFL. But in um, any other team you want to touch on, uh, where, where do you think these guys, wh- these teams are at? Yeah, I think it's so, so far this has been a great season for you and me. Because uh, I, yeah. I, I kind of agree that the Dolphins and the Cowboys are playing the best football right now. They may not be the best teams in the in the NFL at the end of the year, but at this moment, they're playing the best football. So uh, that, that's pretty exciting for me, uh, and, and and for the, the Dolphins, I'm sure, because it's been it's been a minute since they were sort of the power team in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, last year, as far as the Dolphins are concerned, if you remember, they started off the season two and zero also, um, with and one of their wins was that big comeback win from the Ravens. So people were talking about the Dolphins last year, just like they are right now. But we know how fast that can turn around as a Dolphins fan. Sure, so sure can. Uh, yeah, we'll take it. We'll take yeah. it. We're definitely that was what I said on the podcast on Wednesday was that's where the Dolphins are at. They're in. They're on everybody's mind. That's exactly where they're at because everybody's talking about them. Uh, um, yeah, I agree. I agree. If they're not in everybody's top three to four power rankings, uh, then people are missing the boat on, on the Dolphins. Yeah, those people are. So, definitely, definitely. Yeah, uh, and I remember Brandon saying something on Wednesday night about the, uh, the Cowboys and the impact of Mike McCarthy's uh, offensive play call, being the play caller this season. And uh, – um, as Dallas Cowboy fans, we're we're loving it. I mean, uh, particularly compared to like uh, what Kellen Moore is doing over in the Chargers. Um, hey, Brandon, uh, with the Chargers, uh, if you watch the Miami uh, Chargers game from Week One, uh, such a a good comparison and contrast with uh, Mike McDaniel's uh, uh, play calling in Miami. I think he stepped his game up. I think he's uh, his his offensive play calling is way better suited for our um, Tua as far as like right. it's it's uh, playing to his game right as a quarterback his right. skills uh, exactly. so I, yeah I think I think uh, the coaching 
play calling uh, has been exceptional for the Dolphins and the Cowboys. I think those are right. two th- two takeaways I would uh, come away with this early in the season. Right. I and, so. I and I totally agree with you. I don't believe – I think Moore's doing a pretty good job over there. The problem is Brandon Staley. That's the problem with the Chargers is that head coach, man. He's a defensive-minded right. coach. He has Joey freaking Bosa and Khalil Mack. And – can't yeah, their defense is quarterback. I mean, right. what is? Yeah, their defense is, is defense is terrible. It is. Um, I, I, I agree. I agree. In San Diego or the chart, the LA Chargers. I mean, they're right. putting up points, which is fine, but they're not really doing it in an efficient way, which is what Kellen Moore is kind of his reputation right. is. Uh, I, I'll give you an example. Like uh, uh, there was, uh, I think it was the second touchdown in the Dolphins Chargers game where. Uh, uh, the charges were inside the 10 yard line. They're driving down there. They had first and goal from maybe the eight. And uh, Kellen Moore just calls this like triple reverse play call yeah. inside the 10 yard line. There's no room there. You're not gaining leverage on your defense and with the, that close to the goal line. Uh, I, the play took like 30 seconds and they gained half a yard on it. They, you know, the charges ended, ended up going to uh, scoring a touchdown on that drive, but not because of that play. Uh, it, it doesn't work. This is the NFL. This isn't college. You're not going to um, – the, the goal of the offense is to, you know, gain lever- leverage on the defense in the NFL. It's not to outsmart them. You're not, exactly. you know, you're not going to do that. And Kellen Moore just uh, – why why is he play, calling that play there? Uh, and then the overtime last week, where they, which they lost, where uh, they get the ball back first in overtime. They, they throw two long incompletions. Right, and then they're third and ten, and now they got to you know get ten yards or punt, which they ended up punting, and right. they never got the ball back, and the game was over after after that possession. It's just right. that type of play calling that Mike McCarthy is totally not on, you know, going a totally different direction on. Yeah, that that's I, I totally agree, and um, I see it also just like you see it. Um, the difference in the play calling for the Dallas Cowboys this year so far, it seems like Mike McCarthy has the first down marker in sight at all times where yeah. more, he was more of like the trick play kind of guy, the, how can we try to outsmart them? You know, just shut up and get the first down is yeah, what you need is, to do. This isn't college. This is, <laughs> right. You know, this is why college right. coaches don't necessarily see it in the NFL because, uh, that just doesn't work. It's a whole different game. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, Mike McCarthy's been a, a, a great. The Dallas Cowboys defense is ferocious. Uh, so, yeah, it's a good start for the Cowboys. And I, I definitely put him one or two in the uh, power rankings, in my opinion. Cool. At this point, sounds, change. Sounds good. I wanted um, I wanted to get your opinion on one more team. Let's stick with the two and O teams. And this 2-0 team looks a whole lot different than the two 2-0 teams that we just talked about. But the biggest question mark for the NFL East, in my opinion, going into the season was Sam Howe. So we nobody knew how Sam Howe was going to do. Um, we kind of, you know, thought that Ron Rivera was kind of a nutcase. You know what I'm saying? But he said that he's seen something in practice. He said he... He made a he made a comment right before the season started. If I knew he was this good, I would have started him earlier. <laughs> Why are you saying that? You yeah, you're he, at every practice. You watch him. Your job is to know he is that good. 
Yeah. Ron Rivera, man. Something is wrong with Ron Rivera. But yeah, I'm, I'm, is, I don't even know if he's knowing which team he's preparing for at this point. I'll be honest. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. Exactly. So I, I just wanted to get your opinion real quick on Sam Howell overall the first couple of weeks. How do you how do you like him or do you like him? Do you like what you're seeing out of that and the commanders overall? Yeah. Yeah. I actually uh, predicted the commanders to to really sort of take a step up and maybe even be a playoff team this season. Um, so I'm a little bit underwhelmed with their performances. They've really been struggling these first two games, even though they're right. two and zero. In the first half of both games, they yeah. They really and this struggle. is against uh, Arizona and well Denver last week. So uh, 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 was not expecting. I guess I was expecting them to win, but they're. I don't even think they're covering the points. I don't think uh, uh, they're definitely not like wowing everybody, but. But they are, you know, they're two and zero. They still have that great defense. Uh, Sam Howell's fine. I don't. I, I feel like he's uh, uh, he's okay. I mean, you know, is he is uh, is he a long term franchise quarterback? It's too early to tell for me. Right, uh, and he's only started three NFL games. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? So yeah, that's true. Yeah. That defense, that elite defense. I um, I think that defense should be a top five defense. Is what I think should be. But they haven't showed up except for the second half of each game. I mean, right. at least they showed up and won the games for them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's good. But if they play like that for for the whole game, for all four quarters, if they play like they've played in the third and fourth quarter of the first two games, they possibly could beat any team in the NFL. You know, because that is an elite defense. That defense is um, young and sweaty. Uh, or that, those guys coming off the edge, man. Yeah, it is good to see Chase kind of coming back healthy and playing. Uh, yeah, that defensive line is no joke. So. Yeah, they're they're a very stout defensive line, um, and good players peppered out throughout that whole team there with the yep. the Commanders. So cool. uh, we'll right, see. Cool. They, they might hit their groove here at some point. You know, it, right. it's still early. They do have a new defensive coordinator. Um, <clears throat> and sorry. that's who I'm impressed by. I'm not impressed by their head coach. Right. Um, he, he keeps throwing over the last couple of last year leading into this year with just comments he makes. And he, he just, I don't know. I, I know that he's a good coach. He's been around for a long time. He's a dependable coach. He will, he will put up a, a decent team every year. It seems like if he can get the quarterback play that he needs, but, um, um, the enemy has done a great job. I thought with the development of Sam Howe and, and running, just putting him in places to, for him to for using calling call uh, play calls that help his abilities you know what i'm saying he's not asking sam how to do shit he can't do or that a veteran would need to do he's making short plays easy run plays giving him some options sam howe's got some legs you know what i'm saying so right. i mean that's and being me i think is doing a great job and is definitely if they keep going the way they're going he, he's going to get a head coaching position maybe even there at washington really but uh, that'd be that'd be a good choice there. <laughs> yeah, stay, stay I, in I totally agree. Just go ahead and bump up. Yeah, I, I do expect Washington to maybe hit their stride here. Uh, <laughs> so far, like I said, they've been a little underwhelming, but uh, they, you know, that could change. They do have some talent on that team. Cool. Which All is, right, well, let's is, go. Ahead. If you want to brief briefly talk about the Giants real quick, or oh, we, we can save that for the we can do uh, a game <laughs> recap on that if you want. Yeah, we're doing the re, uh, Thursday night recap, so we want to well, save, save it to the end. I'll, but yeah, I'll save it for then. <laughs> I'll say it, yeah, I guess because that just, 
that's just not pretty. Um, but but I am gonna say before we switch gears and start covering the stuff we're covering today, um, you called it, man. You you called it before the season started. You said you see Washington getting better, possibly a playoff team, and the Giants sliding. Um, and maybe not even winning seven games. You know what I'm saying? So you called it. You called it before the season. And, yeah. you know, so far, two two weeks into it, that's what it seems like. All right, let's kick it off with a little bit of news from the East um, and cover these injuries that are going on involving these eight teams that we cover. Sound good? Yep. All right, news from the East. I think uh, Brandon agrees with us about Washington. So that's pretty cool with the new era. So pretty cool. All right. Uh, let's start with news from the East. Let's start with the biggest news um, that I think has come out in this past week. And that involves your Dallas Cowboys with Trayvon Diggs, cornerback uh, Trayvon Diggs, in case anybody does not know, it has a torn ACL and is out for the season. What does the cornerback room in Dallas look like? What do you think they're going to do um, to try to fill this this Pro Bowl spot that, that, that just came open in the cornerback position in Dallas? Right. So uh, the cornerback room in uh, Dallas is actually pretty decent. It's not it's not bad. Um, but there's no triv- – tri- there's, no, there's always a step man or next man up mentality, but uh, there's no Trev- Trevon Diggs laying around you know what <laughs> right. i mean you're not going to get him so dallas is definitely gonna uh was it first of all this sucks for trayvon Diggs. uh he's been playing lights out um so far in the first two games he's got one interception uh he caused another interception and and a forced fumble so he's just uh besides that and nobody's throwing to him uh nobody's thrown to Tray- Trayvon Diggs in a year yeah, ago. Well, what he did a year ago, you want to stay away from him kind of. <laughs> <laughs> right. Very yeah. Good. When he got that 11, 11 interceptions, but people but teams were still throwing at him. They thought they could, you know, bait him and stuff, but he's just he's just developed so good uh so far on the as a cornerback. Uh definitely my opinion and maybe one of the top two, three cornerbacks in the NFL. Yeah. You know, yeah, I would, uh, I would agree with that. Performance wise. So that's a big loss for the Cowboys. Um, their defense has just been lights out, stellar so far. Uh, this puts now, a chink- Stephon Gilmore's on the other side. Is that correct? He's on the other side. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So- um, yeah. So this definitely puts a chink in the the Dallas's defense a little bit. Uh, uh, what's going to happen with is they're going to move uh, Duran Duran Bland, who's a second year player. He's a uh, uh, his rookie season last year, he actually led the team in uh, interceptions with five. So he's uh, he had a stellar rookie season. He's been playing our slot corner. They're going to move him out to to the outside to replace Diggs. And fortunately, uh, Jordan Lewis, who was our previous um, slot corner, uh, has been activated off of injury. He had a torn a torn Achilles heel last year. Uh, but he's been practicing. He's ready to play. So he'll he'll come in and take over the slot corner okay. position, and Duran, Duran Bland will move to the outside. Um, I think it'll still be a strong secondary, and of course, with our pass rush, that's going to you know help the secondary as well. But uh, I think Dallas will they'll survive. But man, what a tough loss for Diggs because he's he's yeah. just uh, uh, this this has a 
this Dallas defense has a chance to be really special, and it would have been nice to have Diggs, you know, contribute right. or be a part of that because he deserves it. Definitely a yeah. team on our team. Yeah, I totally agree. And the best way to play Dallas is, um, well, you want to play like Tua has been playing and getting the ball out very quick because pass rushers cannot get to you if you got the ball out of your hand in two seconds. So by the time they get there, you don't have the ball. This might help some teams, you know, um, because they don't have digs out there, which is a big threat and closes down half the field. They might have a little bit. It might be open a little bit more and and take some quicker reads. Maybe, maybe might be a little chink in that defense. That's the only way, but you know, I mean, ninety percent of the quarterbacks can't get a can't get the ball out as quick as Tua. So, I right, mean, right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? If you hold on to it just a little bit, Micah Parsons will show up. <laughs> so, it's, right, absolutely. It's so, but yeah, it does neutralize the defense and running the ball. Running running the ball against uh, a great pass rush can help as well. But uh, right. uh, yeah, so this is just a, a it's another it's a, a kink in the armor. But uh, you know, Dallas is going to survive. You know, I think. Um, another kink in their armor is on the offensive side of the ball. Um, what do you know about offensive guard, all pro offensive guard, Zach Martin, his ankle? What is it looking like? I know he was marked um, on when the injury report came out on Friday. He was marked as questionable for this week. Um, are they going to rest him this week with maybe an easier game and and try to get him completely healthy? Or what, what do you, what's going on with Zach Martin? Yeah, yeah. as far as Zach Martin goes, I, I think he will play. Uh, he, he did injure his ankle last week in the, the Jets game. Uh, he he sat out for a few plays, but then came right back in. I think it's just precautionary. I think they're going to give him the veterans uh, workout this week, which is, you know, not working out. <laughs> right. You know, he doesn't need to. Zach Martin would be fine. He can do without a week of practice. He'll still right, be good. Exactly. Um, exactly. So, but uh, really our center, Tyler Biotish, has had a hamstring issue as well. He was going to get an MRI on that. Um so he's he's listed on the injury report as well. So um you know, Dallas has a goal of trying to get their offensive line stabilized. Uh, you know, they drafted Tyler Smith last year in the first round, and he's played all last season as a, a left tackle. Uh, but now we got Tyron Smith back and we've got our right tackle back. Um we just need to get the the entire group together to play together, which they've just not right. done yet in the year, you know in the past year or so, but that's coming, hopefully. Cool. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on. The dolphins have quite a bit of injuries, um, going on. Um, uh, Ahmed, Salvan Ahmed, their number two running back, um, since Jeff Wilson jr's, um, hurt, uh, had a groin injury and he's doubtful for this week. So that might be, you know, a little bit of chance for the rookies to step up. Um, cause that's the, the next two guys they have in their depth is, is two rookies. So my, uh, the running back position is definitely something to keep your eye on. And, um, the biggest news is Jalen Waddle was, um, in concussion protocol. He remains in concussion protocol as of Friday. So, um, he is questionable and Miami Dolphins are not going to rush anybody out of concussion protocol because of what right. happened last year. They're not going to, they don't want no more eyeballs on them. So <laughs> the, I don't see him playing, which might open up a little bit um, 
this week against Denver, and we'll get into that when we do the previews. But Teron Armstead, our All Pro left tackle, um, defensive uh, the defensive tackle Raquan Davis, um, and Jalen Phillips also all three remain questionable for this week. So um, Teron probably could go. Um, my opinion on him is this offensive line has been playing really well. Uh, his backup win has been playing really well. So if he's not 100%, you let him set this game against Denver because we're going to need him next week against Buffalo. You're going to need your your left tackle, um, your first, you know, uh, first string for, uh, left tackle in there for Buffalo. So if he's not 100, I say let him sit. Um, and Jalen Phillips, kind of the same. Andrew Van Ginkle stepped up coming off the edge. You know what I'm saying? Um, Jalen Phillips, although was going to play last week, and the coaches had to say no. Uh, let's. He wanted to play, so this week he's probably going to be good to go. That uh, you know, that pass rush, man, that pass rush is looking good. They, they kind of showed up last week, um, which was good to see. So that's kind of what's going on in, um. Dolphins territory. The, there's a couple things going on in the Patriots, and the biggest one is probably Jonathan Jones' ankle. Um, they they have rotating door at the, their corner position. Um, that rookie that they Gonzalez that they drafted in the first round, he has shown up in these first two weeks. That's pretty awesome. But um, he needs some help back there. Those guys would just keep getting hurt um, with their cornerback position. So. Um, I mean, they're not facing a quarterback that I'm scared of this week, so I, I'm not really too worried about that. I wouldn't be too worried about that. But uh, Christian Barmore, the defensive lineman, he's also questionable, and their offensive guard, uh, Cole Strange, has a knee injury, and he's also questionable. So uh, we might know more about that, you know. But all these guys being questionable, they're game called, you know, game time decisions. So um, that that. And we'll get into this more when we talk about the Patriots game that's going to be coming up. Their offensive line has really struggled um, the first two weeks. They're they're just not healthy. You know, they had against the Dolphins, they had their two starters that were out week one finally show back up. And I think it's kind of what you were talking about, Rich. These guys just haven't had enough, haven't been able to gel together. They have everybody hasn't been on the field at the same time, and it really shows. Their offensive line has really struggled. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with Brandon about uh, uh, well, actually, the, the the Patriots really need to beat the Jets this week. They need that win bad because uh, right. they're they're playing a murderous row schedule here in the first half of the season. Uh, um, just a uh, real quick right here in the comments, NFL boy Brandon is in there, and Jones was actually put on IR. I did not know that, so oh, he's wow. not okay. only out; he was. He was um, put on IR and will miss the next four games. So that's really bad. I don't know what they're going to do at cornerback. Um, they need some help back there. So go ahead. What were you saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was going to agree with Brandon about the the schedules for uh, the Patriots. They are on murder's row this week oh, or, the, or the first half of the season. Um, right. If they don't pick up a win against the Jets, I mean, it could be a little bit before they get there. Right, uh, and they're a good team. They're solid. I mean, they're a well coached, good team. Uh, they just, uh, I mean, they're a few players away from being, you know, top echelon, but they're not a bad team at all. But their record, yeah, is probably yeah, not. We'll get in. Like we'll get into this more. Um, also, I, I, I really, I've liked Mac Jones um, this year. He's 
he's resembles more of his rookie year, which was his, the year he went to the pro bowl and they went to the playoffs. And um, so that's good. He has no weapons around him, man. They, they don't have a true number one wide receiver and that it really shows, you know what I'm saying? It really shows. And when you're, when you, when you play a defense that has the ability to shut down your running game um, and that's what happened in the dolphins game, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's just where you struggle. You know, that's yeah. just where they're struggling because their running game, a running game in an elite defense is the kind of team that they have because they don't have any weapons. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Yeah, they, they need to help Mac Jones out. I mean, he's been there three yeah. years. Give him a goddamn yeah. right, wide receiver. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Man. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's got a bunch of number twos, but no true number one shut down, you know, guy. And that's really all they need in my opinion. So, cause they have that yeah. running back already. Yeah, let me help right, you cool that out. Right, exactly. That's all I got for news from the East. Um, let's go ahead and talk about um, that Thursday night game. Um, I get. I'll go ahead and start. And it, in in my in our show on Wednesday, I asked the Giants, please just make this competitive. You know, kind of show up. I I understand you're playing probably the one the first or second best team it would either be dallas or san fran best team in the nfc right and you're playing them and and it's going to be hard but i'm really frustrated with this giants defense i'm really frustrated with the ability of of getting um waller involved um and they've just struggled with that for some reason I i don't understand why but they they did show up at the beginning of the game and kind of made it a competitive game. I know me and you and Brandon, we were all texting back and forth and you mentioned it would be nice to watch the giants pull this upset off. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I would have, so, yeah. Uh, that would have helped Dallas out a lot, but with Saquon ba- Barkley out, I really thought they needed to figure out a way to get Darren Waller and the rookie Jalen Hyatt more involved. You know what I'm saying? The problem is, is I guess they weren't thinking the same thing or, San Francisco's defense was knew that and, and kind of took that away. Cause Waller, he went three for six. He only got 30 yards and, but Hyatt, which who made the big play in week two to, you know, to get, help them get that win. Um, he wasn't targeted one time. So what he was completely just shut down. You know what I'm saying? How to, uh, you know, I mean, you have this who has the potential Jalen Hyatt has the potential of being a number one, you know, a number one wide receiver and and he could be that guy that that your team has needed. And and he's not targeted one time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. you didn't even try to get him the ball. I don't understand. Daniel Jones went 22 for 32, 137 yards, zero touchdowns and one interception. Um, But, you know, I, I don't know how well you expect this offense to do going up against, you know, the top one or two defense in the NFL. But the Giants defense, dude, they they do not look good to me at all. They just they struggle. Um they just haven't showed up. You know, they, they finally got their first sack of the year. You know what I'm saying? They went uh, into this game, game three, in week yeah. three, no sacks, no interceptions, no, I mean, just terrible. They yeah. finally got their first sack and still waiting on their first interception. So yeah, um, they do have the two rookie cornerbacks back there but what, what do you think's going on with the giants um how do you feel about it and you've seen this coming like i said so what what's your opinion right. on the giants right well the um giants have a, a litany of problems one they, they just need better personnel i mean they're all around the you know all around the the top to bottom of that team they're 
they need more talent on there. Which this is why I thought Washington would do better. I do think Washington's got more a more talented roster than the Giants do. Yeah. Um, the Giants' uh, biggest problem is their offensive line. Uh, they really they have some issues there. They can't they can't protect Daniel Jones against an elite defense. Um, uh, there are two draft picks last year, Evan Neal and uh, Thibodeau for the defense. Uh, their edge rusher are. I mean, are they, at some point they're gonna are they bust? You know, I mean, Evan Neal is really struggling over there on the as right tackle, yeah. uh, and um, their left they were missing their left tackle in that game as well. Uh, Thomas, right. yeah. I think he was he was uh, in, uh, set out hurt and stuff. So, uh, uh, and of course, no no Barkley on top of that. Right. I mean, that offense is just gonna struggle. They're just gonna struggle. They they don't yeah, even have that offense runs through Barkley. You know right. what I'm saying, and that's why I thought they were they would have to pivot and run through, you know, a, a short pass game and, and use Waller and Hyatt. So, right, but they did. Um, you know, Hyatt, he's a speed guy, right? He does have yeah. blade. He is a yeah. he's a burner. He can but, he can force that defense to move back. Is yeah. what he could do. And right. but if you don't target him one fucking time, you're going to have right. the defense up in your face all night. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, you have to. Well, you know. Uh, using a deep threat, you need some time. You got to have a look. You got to have your two, that is true. You got to have your two seconds to get your deep, deep wide receiver. Uh, and Hyatt's not the best route runner yet. He's still still developing, but he does have the speed that you can't coach. Uh, but it's gonna it's gonna take a little bit of effort to to work that in. And I feel like they got a. I mean, they're they're like at ground zero on their offensive line. You know, they they they've invested capital in it but it's not really paying off for him. And uh, um, until that changes, I, I I just feel like the Giants are just kind of struggling, regardless of the coaching and the quarterback capabilities. Right. So. I totally, I totally agree. NFL boy Brandon said there, there at the first bit of the game, it was a game and the 49ers took over and started beating the hell out of the Giants. And it looked like Brian Dable just gave up there at the end. And yeah, yeah, it looked like he didn't have any other choice but to give up because it was <laughs> right. Well, I mean, nobody thought the Giants were going to beat this the 49ers. Or yeah, right, yeah, right and that's now. what I that's what I yeah, said going like, into it was can you at least make a game of it? You know what I'm right. saying? That's what I was hoping. And right. and they did at first, you know. But if you're putting up if you're forced to add for field goals, you know what I'm saying, every time you're not gonna beat the 49ers. 49ers are gonna put up some points. So you need to turn those field goals into seven points and then you might have a shot and you might be able to stick with them. But right. Um, and, th- and there was two or three drives that their defense, the giants defense did show up, you know, and they forced them to punt a couple of times and they forced them to take a couple field goals a couple of times. And that yeah. was great. But if that's not consistent, then, then uh, it just seemed like it was more consistent last year. Yeah. That's my I feel opinion. like, I feel like you got to have at least 20 points to beat the giant, to beat the Niners, you know, right. like, yeah. Like uh, they play Dallas in a couple of weeks, and if the if the Cowboys don't score twenty points, I don't see him winning that game either. Right. So. I totally agree. Totally agree. All right. Well, let's go ahead and switch gears. That wrapped up. That was, uh, or the I'm sorry, not wrapped up. That began week three. That was the first game of week three. What we're going to do now is a little bit of games of the week. We're going to do previews and predictions for uh, the rest of the week three games. Um, sound good? Yep. All right, game.
games of the week, week three. Let's start with some one o'clock games. Um, first up, let's go Broncos, Dolphins. A lot of people are talking and thinking that this could very easily be a trap game for the Dolphins. And the reason why is um, because we have Buffalo next week in a really big game um, on the road in Buffalo. So a lot of people are thinking that the, it seems like every year as a Dolphins fan, the Dolphins do this. This is the reason why this isn't a made up thing. Every year they seem to go in against the team they should beat and lose that game, figure out a way to lose that game. And it, it always feels like that because they're looking down the road, they're looking at the game, the next game coming up or something like that. Um, so a lot of people are marking this game as the possible trap game for the Dolphins. But I disagree. And the reason why is because in the first two weeks, the Dolphins have been on the road. They haven't had a home game yet. This is their very first home game this year. This is their opening game. And that's why I don't think they're going to look past it. They're going to want to show out for their home, you know, for their home fans. Um, and so I think they're going to take it, you know, I think they're going to be ready to play and 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 show up. So the Dolphins, they're just a better team than the way the Cowboys are playing right now. And they should win this game, in my opinion. Um, they, I don't know. The, the Broncos' defense is not playing great this year. They, they, they've they got some injuries also. But I, I think straight across the board, they just need better personnel, um, especially on defense. Russell Wilson is extremely – he's playing better than he did last year. But how high is that bar? You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, he's, he's still, mean, yeah. I mean the, the key to Russell Wilson is he scrambles out of that pocket because it's hard for him to see in the pocket over those big guys. He scrambles out and he can see, which gives him the ability to see downfield, and he makes smart decisions. That's Russell Wilson when he was winning, going to Super Bowls and winning the Super Bowl. Um he he's just not making good decisions. You know what I'm saying? And there's been stuff come out um, with uh, coach Payton that uh, the audibles and the call, the play calling and stuff, they're having a problem with that. You know what I'm saying? Payton said, if we got to put a band on it, a wrist on a wristband on it, then that's what I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because they're having problems getting the, the play calls in Um, Russell Wilson, just, I don't know, man, he seems really rusty and real, just not, not there. I don't know if he's lost it. I don't know if he's washed. Um, he just, if he plays like Russell Wilson has been playing, the Dolphins should win this game pretty easy. The Dolphins defense has shown up um, in week two. It's taken Vic Vangio. This, oh, this is a Vic Vangio revenge game because the, yeah. the yeah, Broncos Bradley fired Chubb. his ass. Do what? Uh, Bradley Chubb. Yeah, Chubb, yeah. Chubb got traded, but well, he got traded. They got something for him. Yeah, but, uh, no, yeah, but no, he, fired, he got drafted by Denver, right? Right, exactly. So this will be a good revenge game for him. He had his defense show up last week. I I was predicting going into the season that it was going to take uh, two or three, maybe four weeks for this defense to come together in jail because, you know, it's brand new, brand new. Everybody's learning a brand new scheme uh, for this Vic Vangio's defense. So, um. I think this is going to be a good game. He's going to want his defense to show up. Um, so that's good. And we're just going to – Tua Tua has proven that he's going to t- he's going to take whatever is given to him. Um, you know what I'm saying? And, and Tyreek Hill – I see Tyreek Hill having a really big game. Um, Satri- uh, Patrick Satane, the second, um, is yeah. – Yeah, 
Patrick, did yeah. I say that? Sertain? Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. Patrick Sertain. Yeah. Junior. Which, of course, is a Miami legend. His daddy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Miami Dolphins legend. Um, and a uh, cornerback coach. So yeah. and he a, is a great cornerback. So that would, that's oh, going to be a great cornerback. That's going to be a match, a good matchup with him and uh, Tyreek Hill. I'm, so, yeah. I'm assuming it'll travel with them maybe. Yeah. I think that'll be one of the better matchups and be fun to watch. I, I see them, especially with Waddle not being in there. Um, a chain, like I was saying, our rookie running back will have a better shots because Ahmed is possibly going to be out. So um, but I see um, Eric is a comma. This is uh, the guy, the second year guy that they, it's the guy they've been using around the end. He He's a wide receiver, but he's they've been using him more like a running back doing end arounds and stuff like that. I see him having a big game. Um, so but I, I think they're going to use Hill. They're just going to figure out ways to get the the ball and um, in uh, in Hill's hand and Tyreek Hill's hands. This defense, uh, Denver defense, is not as good as the Patriots defense, and I don't think they're going to have the ability to shut down the passing game of Tua um, like like the Patriots had some success in shutting Hill down. So I think this should be an easy win. I hope it's not the trap game everybody's uh, talking about. Um, I don't think it will be because, like I said, it's the first home game. So there you go. That's that's my take. I do have the Dolphins winning this game. Um and I actually have them blowing out the the Broncos and just the Broncos not having in that 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 offense that just sputters up and down the field doesn't have the ability to keep up with this high scoring. Um, I'm calling a 40 burger for the Dolphins. All right. OK, I actually kind of I can see that for sure. Uh, boy, did Denver really screw up by getting rid of Vangio? Uh, they really yeah. did. Uh, they wanted to go in a more offensive direction. Went and got an offensive coordinator to be their head coach, Russell Wilson, and that that team's just gradually just declining, <laughs> right. you know, my opinion. Uh, and even with Sean Payton, I mean, he's an offensive guru, and they can't figure out play calls to Russell Wilson. This is weird. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, I, but I also predicted that they was going to take him a few weeks to oh, get I his legs under him too. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the problem. It's week three, so yeah, Sean the luster's off of Sean Payton a little bit, I think. Yeah, uh, and, and we'll probably continue to get, get that way. Yeah. But yeah, I expect a big win for uh, Miami. Uh, if Waddle was playing, it, I, I would go with the forty burger. If Waddle's not playing, I'm. Uh, 27 to 10, maybe. Okay, cool. Um, let's, hmm, let's see. Yeah, let's uh, move on. Our next one o'clock game, Bills Commanders. That, um, for me, continuing the conversation we had with the Commanders, and then I want your take on the Bills part of this, but this is a true test for the Commanders. Um, it should tell us exactly where they're at. Um, I've enjoyed, like I said earlier, I've enjoyed watching Sam Howe. He's had 501 yards, three touchdowns, and only one interception. That's pretty good. He has a high, higher passer rating right now than like Mac Jones and, and guys like that. You know what I'm saying? Who's had a lot more starts than him. He has 95% uh, passer rating. Um, the problem is, is that the commanders have no chance of winning this game if the defense waits till halftime to show up because <laughs> Josh yeah, Allen yeah. will have your, the doors blown off by halftime. So this defense, if this defense can show up at the beginning of the game and help contain Josh Allen, and I think they're good enough to do it. I think with chase young and, and sweat and all those boys, I think that I think this defense is good enough to hang with the bills and to slow down that high powered offense that the bills have. 
but they're going to have to show up at the beginning of the game. They can't, they can't show up at halftime like they have the first two weeks. They will get the doors blown on. Right, so, right, right. I think I, this is going to be a. Uh, actually, I think the Commanders' defense will show up, and I think this will be actually a close game. Uh, Bills might pull it off at the end, but I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think. This is, uh, you know. So, what do you think? Yeah, I expect a close game as well. Uh, if if you ask me in the preseason, this I think this would have been a game that the Commanders could really uh, take over Buffalo. You know, I think they can manhandle them a little bit. But the way the Commanders, the way the Commanders have been playing, Buffalo looked good coming. You know, rebounding off of that Monday night uh, Week One loss. Um, but yeah, uh, I think uh, I think you're right. The Commanders have to come out on fire a little bit which they haven't been at all this year. They've been really kind of underwhelming in that regard. But if they come out and they 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 bring it to Buffalo, I think uh, I would pick the commanders to win this game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if point Brandon point. is in the comments, he his prediction that the commanders, and he's calling it an upset, commanders um, with, with an upset. And I guess the most upset part and what he's referring to is that the Buffalo Bills in week three would be one and two if the commanders take this game, that, that has to be an upset, right? A one and two for the mm. Buffalo bills. Yeah. But I predicted the Buffalo to take a step back this year. So, okay. Uh, All right. but we'll, well, you also did yeah. that last year, but they didn't. So. Yeah, but they didn't, but you know, <laughs> uh, you know, things happen like Miami get, you know, losing Tua for a few games and stuff like that. Those, those kind of things right. uh, uh, worked out in Buffalo's favor uh, real quick on the, um, speaking of the bills, we were talking about Trayvon Diggs earlier. Uh, one of the big things that, about the Trayvon Diggs injury that the fans are going to lose out on is Trayvon Diggs versus Stefan Diggs. That would have happened in December, and it's not right. going to happen. Right. And we don't play Buffalo that much. We play them every four years. So uh, that matchup may never never materialize. And we, yeah. we as football fans deserved it. Yep. Yep. I totally agree. Totally agree. All right. Um, our last 1 o'clock game on the slot – uh, as far as our teams are concerned, is the Patriots and Jets. I actually think this is going to be a really good game. Um, this game will be a, de- a defensive, low-scoring game. Turnovers will be the key. That's in a lot of games, but I think it's going to be huge because of your two quarterbacks. So here's my question for you, Rich. Which quarterback do you trust the most? Okay, things they have in common. Both quarterbacks were benched at one time last year. Okay, at one at, at any given point last year, both of these quarterbacks were benched. But going into the this year, my opinion, I would have to go with Mac Jones. Mac Jones just seems more prepared. You know what I'm saying? He seems um, he's turning the ball over less. That's the big thing that I'll give him. He has 547 yards, four touchdowns, and only two interceptions with a 88% passer rating, and. I don't think like we were talking about a minute ago, I don't think it's Mac Jones fault that he don't have no weapons around him. You got to blame that on your fucking general manager. You know what I'm saying? Um, Year three. three, It's not his fault. Right. It's it's not his fault. And, and if you flip the idea behind this, Zach Wilson has really good weapons around him. He has young, he has the offensive player of the year, the rookie offensive player of the year last year. Um, it, now in his second year and kind of saving the day, especially in that week one game, you know, against the Bills, um, it saved the day. So he has a lot better talent. He has a, he has uh, better running backs. He has or just as good running backs. You know what I'm saying? But a lot better wide receivers. Um, so I don't 
I don't know. I just, to me, when I think about it and I take last year, I'd look at last year and then I look at the first two games this year. I trust Mac more than I do Zach. That's just, you know what I'm saying? I I just trust him more. Um, I don't trust Bill Belichick. You know what I'm saying? You know, not, not giving any respect to his damn uh, quarterback and letting him come in without a true number one receiver. But uh, I think Mac Jones, the biggest thing for me, and this will be the call of the game, is Mac Jones will turn the ball over less than Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson will have more interceptions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and 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 you look at the two defenses. The two defenses are both badass. That's the that's the thing the Jets have is the Jets have probably, in my opinion, the third best defense in the whole NFL, and probably the best in the AFC. You know what I'm saying? In my opinion, they're they're right up there. There's talking about the Jets. Yeah, yeah, the Jets defense. Yeah, that's a ferocious defense for sure. That yeah. is, a, yeah, it's crazy. Now, I mean, they, they they gave Dallas Cowboys some fits. You know, uh, so yeah, they're they, going to give Mac Jones some fits. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They're going to give him some fits. But yeah. I think he would he possibly will make less uh, mistakes than Zach Wilson. But yeah, so. I agree with that. I think uh, I think Mac Jones loves football better more, or more so than Zach Wilson does. Uh, you know, I, I, I just you can see it in the professionalism. Like Mac Jones is out there, you know, trying to get better every, every game, and uh, he doesn't have the gifted, you know, arm strength that Zach Wilson has, and or, or whatnot. But definitely a more cerebral quarterback, right? I think. And um, uh, Zach Wilson, you know, like I don't know, he's he's the number two overall pick in year three, and man, he really struggles uh, just to. Right. to Seems seems to even just reading basic defenses and stuff like that, which right. I think Mac Jones is getting better and better at. Right, so, totally agree. Um, yeah. Okay, if so predictions. If I make a prediction on this game, though, man, the Patriots got to win this game. They just really have to. Really, they. Really? I think they have to. I mean, I, I give them the slide of the quarterback play. Definitely, I think Mac Jones. Um, I think it's going to come down to which defense can score points. What if what say if I told you right now that the Jets score 14 points in defense, they're going to win this game. You know what I'm saying? They're going to oh, win yeah, this yeah. game. And, I mean, and and that's what the Jets do. The Jets the Jets create fumbles. They they get interceptions. They force I don't think it's necessarily going to be Mac Jones, but I can see them popping the ball out of some of these guys' hands because they don't have any true number 1 receivers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so, I mean, and and that's what I see. I see the defense. If if the Jets defense scores points, I think the Jets are going to win this game. You know what I'm saying? If they have an off week, if you're a Patriots fan, you got to be hoping that the Jets defense kind of has an off week and doesn't show up. You know what I'm saying? But they yeah, haven't but, done that yet. They've showed but, up yeah. for two weeks. <laughs> right. And defense travels, as they say, yeah. you know, your defense, exactly. you know, they can you can control that. Offense is kind of you can get get uh, in and out with uh, getting in sync and stuff but defenses you know that's running and seeing the play and running it right. so um, and then and then the other flip side of this and so now we're going back and forth right so quarterback we'll give it to the patriots defense we'll right. give it to the jets the patriots own the fucking jets the right. jets haven't beat the patriots in forever you know what i'm saying i mean they own them you know I, I, feel, I feel like there was a game last year between the jets and the patriots that was ended up being like 6 to 9 or something yeah uh, some, some crazy score. Brandon was here. I can remember, but um, right, exactly. Uh, uh, well, me, speaking me of NFL boy Brandon, he's in the comments again. He's picking the Pats with a blowout. All right, it's time to pick, man. We're going back and forth between defenses and quarterbacks, and 
you call it, Rich? Who's winning this game? Uh, I think the Patriots edge them out. I, th- I do think it's going to be uh, 14 to 13. <laughs> right. But I think I, I think they did a little bit more offense from uh, the Patriots. Or And like you said, as defenses are scoring, which is a strong possibility, um, you know, that's that will, you know, that I think that could be a deciding factor. But right. I, I say it's close game. Patriots pull it out be, at it through desperation. Okay. All right, cool. I'm going to go the other way. I think Mac Jones has a better day than Zach Wilson. Um, but I believe the Jets defense, I'm just not going to give up on them. I'm not going to, I'm not going to think they're not going to show up. So I'm going to automatically give them seven points. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I mean, pretty much just automatically give them seven points. And I think that's going to be the difference in the game. I think Mac Jones will have another good game, but the Jets will win ultimately because of that defense. It'll be a pick six or it'll be a scooping, you know, sack scooping score or something. It'll be something. Because guess what? They do that every week. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, um, it, that's that's what I got. But, yeah. So Okay. Yeah. Uh, if that's the case, I mean, the Patriots, uh, they play Dallas next week. Uh, if they start the season 0-4 and they're still looking at a tough schedule. Yeah. Um, me and Brandon talked about that on Wednesday, man. They're, yeah. shoot, their schedule is so brutal. Yeah, they just get the – you know, if they had that schedule reversed where, you know, maybe teams are a little bit banged up and injured, Towards the right. end of the season, you can play all those tough teams. But it's starting off at Philadelphia. And uh, Brandon wants to tell you something, Rich. Uh, Stefan Diggs said, what? Said himself, if they lose this week, he's coming to the Patriots and playing with Mac. His word, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, really? <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. What if he does? What if I can see Diggs leaving Buffalo at some point, but the name won't be be for a division rival. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. All right, cool. Is that all the one o'clock games? Yes, yes, yes. The only four o'clock game, 425 PM Eastern time. Uh, We got your Cowboys going up against the Cardinals, which is a team that nobody told the Cardinals that they're supposed to be, you know, tanking this year because right, that's they've all we shown up the play for two that's weeks. All. You know what I'm saying? They've, right. All we they heard are 0-2, but they have shown up. So Yeah. Yeah, they're playing tough. They're not the uh, – they're not tanking out in the open just yet, maybe. Right. Um, exactly. But they might They might after tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think this uh, game is going to be not even close. But go ahead. What do you think about it? I want your opinion on this game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Arizona's played two close games so far against the – the Giants and the Redskins or Giants and the Commanders, uh, that's gonna change. I don't I don't think Dallas is gonna have any real problem with Arizona. And with the loss of digs, I know the defense is gonna be rallying around uh their uh injured cornerback and play you know they played with a chip on their shoulder all you know the first two games. I think that that chip is gonna be there for this game as well. Right. Uh, so yeah I, this is Dallas, take uh, take the points. Yeah. Yeah, Dallas is going to cover. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, I guess they're going to cover in Brandon's eyes. He said 55 to zero. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it would be that much. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it could be a, it could be another 40 to 40 to three game or something like that. Right. No. Uh, I do look for this game for the offense to really be exploding. They haven't had to yet, but I feel like they're, they're ready to, uh, you know, start showing off right 
Yeah, I got the Cowboys winning this game big time. Um, the Cardinals have shown up the first two weeks, and I think I think this game is going to uh, – they're not going to be able to show up. The defense is just too good, um, right. and, and they're going to be they're going to be running around. They're going to be scared. The Cardinals defense, I don't believe, is good enough to hang with uh, the Cowboys offense either. So I think on both sides of the ball, they should dominate. Um, and a, a very lopsided game is what I'm calling. Um, all right, last game for – the third week in a row, which is every week this year, um, the NFL East has multiple games in primetime. We already talked about the Thursday game. And again, on Monday night, we have Eagles, Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are actually, are you surprised? Uh, by, definitely. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I think if they play the way that they've played the first couple of weeks, they might be able to hang with this Eagles um, this Eagles team, at least, you know, for a little bit, there there are holes in this Eagles team. I know that it, you listened on Wednesday, me and Brandon talked about where we, when we thought where, when we were talking about where we thought that where the Eagles are at, um, I'm, I'm concerned about these holes that the Eagles have in their defensive backs. Um, the cornerbacks, you could throw the ball down the field. I mean, yeah. there, there's team Mac Jones moved the ball down the field on this Eagles team. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's kind of funny. You're worried about the Eagles, defense because their defensive line is so and their pass rush is so awesome but if you can get get the ball out of your hand pretty quick and get it over their heads it seems like there's some holes back there um, yeah that so that uh that uh defensive back or position the the backfield for the eagles defense is uh they can be got yeah they can be got uh darius lay i've never been like super high on him uh, he got that lucky interception in, against Minnesota, or that was it, Minnesota? No, no, against the Patriots, where it tipped right. off of uh, the receiver, I think, and he he picked pick sixed him. Right, but um, uh, yeah, uh, they have a lot of injuries there. Their front line is stout; they have a great front line still. Uh, but linebacker, linebackers, and um, their DBs are pretty suspect. I think. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I know Brandon was questioning whether Jalen Hurts looked the same as he did last year. I kind of feel like he does look the same. Um, I mean, I do feel like the offensive line is still the number one offensive line in the league. Right. Uh, their ability to run down the field is, you know, almost, you know, as good as anybody's, or it is as good as anybody's, if not better than most, uh, most everybody. But um, Swift has been proven to be a great pickup. Yep. Uh, hundred what? 160 yards rushing last weekend or something like yeah, that. Pretty awesome. Um, but this is not a high-powered offense. This is a this is an offense that wants to get up with get up on you and then choke the clock out. That's that's their style of play. Let their defense, you know, put pressure on offenses trying to keep up with the uh, the initial scoring. And here they're not scoring. They're not getting. They're not getting the twenty-eight point second quarter that right. they did last year. You know, the twenty-one point exactly. second quarter. They've. Uh, so Go ahead. Yeah, they these have just been tight ball games that they're playing in, and right, yeah, they don't look the same. Right, and and talking about tight ball games, um, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield has has shown up for the Bucks. You know, he looks he looks to me. I know it's only two weeks; so it's a very small sample size, but he looks more like the Baker Mayfield of the playoff year with Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? He, he's he's making smart decisions. This could be the first you know, the best two games of his career, possibly. Um, he, he looks smart. He 
Now he's got a lot of talent around him, but the Bucks, the Bucks need to not, you know, that or everybody needs to remember that the Bucks got a lot of talent on that team. They got good wide receivers. They got a, you know, the uh, their O line has, you know, been playing pretty good. Their defense is decent. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is a a Super Bowl team just a handful of years ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, like three years, three years, three years ago. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, um, and I think it's going to come down to Baker. And that's what it's going to come down to because we all know that he can um, – he's a gunslinger and he can make some dumb decisions and start looking like Baker Mayfield when you think of Baker Mayfield. You know what I'm saying? Turning right. the balls over, making dumbass decisions, uh, those kind of things. But he has not done that this year. And if he continues to not do that, this could actually be a good game, I think, on yeah. Monday night. Yeah, I feel like Philly's due for an upset. Uh, what's funny about Baker's May- Mayfield is there is a viral video – over the summer of uh, training camp with Baker Mayfield, we couldn't hit anybody. Right. <laughs> he was doing like passing drills and just not even close. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But you know, then, then you see him in the game and he's like, Hey, he's not bad. He's, he's yeah. doing what he's supposed to do. Uh, right. You remember the, when, when he first got traded to the Rams last year, Oh he yeah. Came that first in, he came in, he looked, he, he looked like a damn pro bowl qu- quarterback. You know what yeah, I'm saying? He, it was like, damn, right, where did yeah. he come from? So he had one game. He had one game where, yeah, he was, he was uh, picked up off a of free agency and started in like a game three days later for the Rams, I think. And uh, uh, I forget where they playing Detroit. I forget who they were playing, but uh, he led him on that great comeback, comeback uh, drive there at the end of the game. Uh, I don't hate Baker Mayfield. I mean, good luck. I don't know if he's a super talented quarterback, but you know, he seems like a, he, he has the talent. He has the talent because, I mean, the, the playoff year for Cleveland, they went to the playoffs and beat the Steelers in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, he's got talent. He led that team. You know what I'm saying? I mean, with a very good defense and a very right. good offensive line. But he led that team. You know what I'm saying? And um, so he can do it. He can do it. And in a weak-ass um, in a NFC South, I, I think he could do really good. You know what I'm saying? I oh, mean, that, that, that division yeah. is terrible. He has the ability if he keeps playing the way he is, they're going to win that division. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I so, think so. I mean, he to to be in that weak division and uh, come out out of the gates two and zero, oh, uh, right. that's a good spot right. to be in. Right, so. and 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 that would mean <laughs> that uh, Baker Mayfield just led his second team to the playoffs and got a home a home game in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So I yeah. mean, now they'll, we they'll get, probably get knocked out pretty yeah. quick. But I mean, yeah, do we get that Baker right. Mayfield magic here on Monday night? Right, exactly. I mean, or do we get that Baker Mayfield that all of us has come to know and hate? So, <laughs> uh, Brandon says he's a smarter Johnny Manziel. <laughs> okay, well, that doesn't say much. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, uh, he called it uh, the Bucks with the upset. Okay, so uh, NFL boy Brandon is calling an upset of this game. Baker Mayfield will get three touchdowns in this game. That's kind of – All right, well, okay. What do you got? What do you got, Rich? You call um, yeah, I feel like this could be an upset, but I I I feel like Philadelphia is due for an upset, but I don't know it'll be this game. Okay. Yeah. I am going to uh, go with you. I think that's true. Um Philadelphia seems I don't think the Bucks are any better than the Pats. I think it'll be a very similar game. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I think Baker Mayfield will probably play pretty good. And be able to keep up with them. You know what I'm saying? I think it'll come down to the wire. And it's something there's something about um good teams figure out ways 
how to win games and, and win in close games. You know what I'm saying? I think this has the potential of being a close game. Um, and I like the coaching staff a lot better on the Eagles side. I do not like the Bucks coaching staff at all. And I think it could be, you know, decisions that they make or something like that is what makes the difference in the game. And I think the Eagles will pull it out. Um, although I think it has the potential of being an upset. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, it's it's definitely got a potential for, for an upset there, which and it would be a good one. Um, right. But um, uh, I, I feel I, like I, you, I hate the bang, I hate the Bucks coaching staff. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like the the offensive line for the Eagles is going to be the difference and just going to allow them to score enough points to win. So. Right. All right. Cool. There you go. Um, I got one more question for you before we get out of here. That was all the games of games of the week. Um, uh, let's do a little sports gambling talk. Any of these games? Do you know the line on any of these games, or or what do you think? Or any game in the NFL this week? Where are you going to put your money, Rich? And and maybe some people can follow you and and get some money on there before these games come on tomorrow. Well, I would definitely take the Cowboys and the points. Uh, they're going to cover. What is the what is the? Uh, uh, I line? think right. I think uh, it was twelve before the Diggs injury, but okay. so it might have gone down to ten or so. But I would I would I wouldn't worry about those ten or twelve points either. I think right. Yeah. So you think you think the Dallas Cowboys defense is going to score some points? Is what you think? Uh, they like to. They do. They enjoy scoring points. I think. That, I think okay. that. Uh, I feel bad for Arizona because I think Dallas is just going to be, especially the defense. Now they're just mad. They're just right. mad. I mean, they were already like uh, they play mad, but now they really are mad. <laughs> right. You know, losing right. Diggs. Uh, the, I don't know if you've seen seen uh, the players, the Cowboys players on Twitter going back and forth with ESPN and. Uh, other other players uh, or other media people, you know, uh, making light of Tray- Trayvon Diggs' injury. Uh, right. It's just a bigger chip. That chip just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And exactly. uh, a pissed off Micah Parsons. I don't know if you want any of that. <laughs> right. That was kind of a homer, a homer one for you. You got another one for me? Of course, we. The Cowboys, Cardinals. You got another one? One more? Well, uh, you you give one. I, I'll, I'll try to pick one for we, for you, Dad. I got to look uh, at the spread. I got to look at the spreads here. I'm sorry, I didn't get it prepped. Oh, on you me. didn't look at the spreads. Well, yeah, what, what are get- you doing? Um, I say take all your money and uh, find a time machine, go back and put it on San Francisco to cover. Um, <laughs> for that Thursday night game that just oh, happened. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know that that you know at halftime it was like, hey, we might have a game here. You know, but, yeah, it was ten and yeah. a half points was the spread on that game, and I was like, San Francisco is going to win by way more than ten points. I guarantee you, right, right. Yeah, so, um, uh, yeah San, but they they have come down to earth a little bit. San Francisco right. has a little bit, not much. They they still look like a team to beat. Yeah, they're a lead on both sides of the ball, and that's scary. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the line on any of the other ones because I don't I don't do this. I don't put my money up. I like my money too much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, fooling his money is how that I look at it. <laughs> right. I, don't, I'll, I'll I think the dolphins that. the dolphins are favored um at home and the, the it's only like I think it was seven and a half, ten seven and a half, seven, something like that. Seven points. I can't remember what it was, but that might be a good one because I think the dolphins yeah. are gonna dominate, but yeah, they're saying uh, Dolphins six and a half. So is it six seven. and a half? Okay, six so it went half right there. Right. Uh, 
Boy, New England's two and a half point favorites against the Jets. They need they yeah, they on the road. On the road, isn't that crazy? I would almost take the Jets. So yeah, that's gotta be the Zach Wilson effect there, right? I mean, as yeah. far as like uh, that's what I was talking about. That's yeah. that's what I mean. The Zach Wilson effect is bigger than the Jets defense effect. And that's scary. You know what I'm saying? Because the guy that touches the ball every damn time you have the ball, you're scared he's gonna turn it over, you know. Right, I mean, especially right. with a pretty good defense like the Patriots have. So, so they got Buffalo six point favorites over the Commanders. I'll take the Commanders for sure. Yeah, the Commanders and the points. There you yep. go. Yeah, cool. I like that one. All right, sounds good. All right, I, uh, that's all I got, man. That's it. We right. uh, did a small right. preview and predictions on all of the games. That's pretty cool. Okay, so the plan moving forward is. Um, Brandon and I had fun on Wednesday night, so I think we're going to keep doing that. So NFL boy Brandon and myself will be doing Wednesday shows at seven o'clock. It seems the time we both get home from work and we're able to eat dinner and then, and then do that on Wednesday nights. So that's pretty cool. We're going to keep doing that. And of course we will do our takeaways from all these games we just talked about and then kind of do a preview and prediction for Thursday night, um, coming up, uh, so we're going to do that. And then um, noon on Saturdays seems to be pretty good for this show here. So let's just plan on plan, plan on that and let everybody else plan on that moving forward. So catch us here at NFL East podcast on Wednesdays at seven o'clock and Saturdays at noon. Sound good. Sounds good. Hey, real quick. And before you go, uh, um, yeah, they, I love football every night of the week almost, I would say. But if you're going to play two games on Monday night, make them different times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I was wanting to talk about that for a second also. I totally agree. I don't like – we were talking about this in our and we have a, a group chat, me, you, and Brandon. And I, and I was pissed off about it. I mean, really, because – and I, I think I think a lot of the players are pissed off about it too because when you play on Monday night, you're in prime time. You're yeah. the reason why Monday nights is so special is because you're the only team on. You're every all eyes are on you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And when you take these two games and you lay them over the top of each other, um, and have them both on at the same time, even though you're staggering them a little bit, it doesn't matter. If you're right. gonna, yeah, I I'm okay with you winning two games because the NFL wants money. That's what they want. They want money sure. and they want as many games as possible. They would have a 20 game season if they could get away with it. Um, you know what I'm saying? Which luckily they can't because, but anyway, they would, if they could get away with it, do it back to back, give us an earlier game. You know what I'm saying? Give us an early game. I understand that's going to be really early on the West coast, but guess what? You're going to have to do it to give us back to back. Just leave us our fucking prime time Mon- uh, Sunday, Monday night football. where all eyes on me. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you you have to have that. And when it's your team, like when you see the Dallas Cowboys in that spot, Rich, don't you get pumped up? Because you're like, yeah. we're the only fucking game on right now. You know what I'm saying? You get pumped up as a fan. So I know the right. players get pumped up. So what yeah, the hell team. are they doing putting another fucking game? And one of the games always seem like the lesser game. You know what I'm saying? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So it, they, uh, yeah. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't have two Sunday night games. You wouldn't have right. two Thursday night games. But uh, yeah, if you're going to have two Monday night games, give them, you know, uh, yeah, let, let each team show off. I mean, you had Carolina there that doesn't get a lot of primetime games lately. 
Uh, right. Yeah, they got to share the spotlight with and take the lesser slate and and play that as the early game and still give the night game with the the prime time game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, so. yeah, yeah, a big uh, a little bit misstep by the NFL, but like you said, yeah, hopefully they got to bring the green in. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. They they've done it multiple times this year. I mean, we're we're not done with it. You know what I'm saying? We have two this week. What is it? Week four or so? What, another in a few weeks? We got another one with two more games. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not. It's not, not yeah. a good situation. So nope, no, I agree. All right, cool. Anything else to bitch about, complain about, or <laughs> brag about? Um, can we get a can we get a six month bye week here so that uh, Trayvon can come back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, to, something tells me that, that, that right. Something tells me that defense isn't going to drop off too much. Um, now there's still be uh, hopefully. Hopefully, I, I I think I think it might it does open that door a little bit more with uh teams with good passing games right you know what i'm saying like uh um uh well really uh, they might be able to to get you know they, they have a little bit better chance if they can get rid of the ball fast enough <laughs> that's about it because yeah. you know that pass rush scares the hell out of anybody yeah it's but, just a glimmer of hope for the offense and right i don't, I don't like it <laughs> right right and there are there are some quarterbacks in this league that can get the ball out of their hand really fast, out of their hands really fast. Yeah. And so Absolutely. there you go. All right. All right. Until Wednesday, we're out. Peace. Two games, really, on Monday night? <laughs>